Robin Steve here for another exciting episode of the N64U podcast. Coming at you with high-end amateur reviews and scoring of all your favorite and unknown N64 titles. Today in episode 14, we'll be taking a look at WWF No Mercy, one of N64's more underrated titles. That is right, Stephen. WWF No Mercy, published by THQ in 2000 and developed by Asmic Ace Entertainment and AKI Corporation, which is the same company that developed WrestleMania 2000 and WCW NWO Revenge before it. I gotta say, Steve, I was pretty darn excited to play this game. Uh, back, I, back in the probably in like the mid 90s is when I started watching wrestling, and I probably watched it until maybe like the mid 2000s or so. So let's say like about a decade of my childhood was 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 wrestling. I'm in the exact same side of that as you too, because when, growing up, I was my family was huge into wrestling, and this totally was the era that I watched because this was like 2000. That's like the height, of the end of the Attitude Era of wrestling. Um, probably, probably the best era of wrestling all time, in my opinion. And uh, this game couldn't have been more well suited for that era of wrestling. Yeah, it, it's it's an excellent representation. It's it's wild to think. Uh, so when I was playing this game, I, I mostly played as Steve Austin because uh, he was one of my favorite guys growing up. And it's it's so wild because, you know, you and I watched this as kids and so many people that I know watched it mainly as children. And it's so wild to look back and think about how this like foul mouthed dude who like flipped off everyone and chugged beer was like such a big hero to me as a child makes a lot of sense for how i turned out it's it's so funny man because that that's that's so true but the thing is though if you look at steve austin today like in in what he's doing now he's like like a pretty like well-respected guy which is so crazy to think oh dude uh i don't know if this was photoshopped but i saw this on facebook recently where it was uh steve austin sitting at a table holding a switch controller playing breath of the wild Oh man, I think I saw that. That was wicked cool. It it is pretty well known that he's a a video game guy. And yeah, he's Steve Austin just aged really well, which when you think of like what he was in in his uh prime for wrestling, you wouldn't think a guy like that would age super well in the sense that not not like aged in a physical sense, but aged in like his palatableness to society. It's funny, though. I totally I totally get what you're talking about, though, because it's kind of like the same thing with like Howard Stern, right? Like Howard Stern was like I, growing up when we were kids, he was like raunchy, like he was like, like doing like crazy, like nude stuff on his show and everything. And now he's like this well-respected interviewer. And, and I feel like Steve Austin's kind of gone the same way, because like if you look around, like I used to watch the show that he did. I don't have the channel anymore, so I don't know if he still does it is like the Broken Skull Challenge. And uh he, he, yeah, he's way more, he's like even more entertaining and palatable now than he was when we were kids. And he was like a beer guzzling, like straight shooter, I guess. Yeah. Some, some people make it through and some people don't, man. And somehow Austin did it. Incredible. <laughs> well, what do you say, Steve? You ready to get this thing started? 
Of course. Uh, I'll give you all a quick reminder of our categories here today. So our categories are mechanics, how the game is structured, gameplay, how the game is progresses through that existing structure, followed by difficulty, sound design, visual presentation, and finally modern day appeal. How well does this game hold up today, and is it a game you'd want to play now? Because this is a wrestling game, it's a little, and though they have a story mode here, we've decided to leave this category out today as it's not a true cohesive video game story that we would uh, like to grade. So we will be leaving this category out today. Well, Steve, uh, I'd love to get started in mechanics if that's all right with you. Yeah, please take, take, take us in, Rob. Yeah, so believe it or not, this is a wrestling game. And for those who aren't aware, wrestling involves two to four muscly men, at least in this game, or women, beating the crap out of each other until someone's pinned to the mat for three counts. They tap out during a submission, or you could get uh, fully knocked out, and there are you know, a ton of different game modes that also have different uh, objectives, object- <laughs> shit. objectives for victory. Exactly. And the other and another uh, mechanic that I think is interesting that couples with this is you can actually adjust the rules per many of these matches as well. Oh, yeah, man. The like the level of custom customizability customize. I I was I was wondering if that was a word and I'm like, that seems like a word I'm making up right now. The level of customizability is just unreal. And just the sheer variety of all the different modes and the ways that you can play each mode. It's, it's really astounding. I have to say, I I totally agree. It is, it is phenomenal how much customizability you can do in this game for this era. This, in my opinion, I remember even as a kid, like, this was, without a doubt, probably my second favorite game behind Ocarina of Time growing up. And the amount of hours I played on this game would ri- rival how much someone myself would play Civ in uh, today's day and age. Uh, and uh, for all of you that don't know, that is a, a whole hell of a lot of hours. Um, but yeah, this game... This game really had so much customizability from every character element to the movesets of that character. Uh, different levels and how you set up each match so for me i think this was like the biggest selling point was this specific mechanic in the game yeah uh just to give some examples you know you you of course had your your regular match your your exhibition match where you could play one versus one two versus two uh triple threat two versus one you had a cage match option you can play a lot of the like main events from wrestling such as the royal rumble you know, which has always been one of my favorite. And basically, if you're not aware, uh, in this game, you got four wrestlers in at once with up to 40 wrestlers total. And once a wrestler is eliminated, then another wrestler comes in and joins the match. And the last man or woman standing is is the winner. Just it's just bonkers. So many different options. It's, it's really crazy. And it's, it's so entertaining and fun. Yeah, you got yourself. Uh, you know, a ladder match where you can climb up the ladder and whoever grabs the belt wins and you're just like knocking the ladder over when people are trying to climb it. It's super fun. And of course, uh, we'd be remiss to not mention the championship mode, which is uh, also kind of like the story mode, which was done reasonably well in this game. Yeah, I, I got to say with the championship mode, one of the greatest features about that mode is it's it's similar to like a create your own story vibe where 
win or lose, the story still progresses forward and it sends you in a different direction depending upon what the result of any given match may be. And I think, again, at the time, this was not something that occurred a lot and they did it really well here and um, lended itself to having a lot more uh, replayability, this specific mode. Yeah, I, I think the only downside of this mode is the uh, the phoned in dialogue. It's really just like, yes. oh man, like I, I really could have done without it. It was probably awesome at the time, like seeing all the trash talking, but playing this game, you know, decade plus later, it really uh, did not age well. I agree. I would say this in terms of a game in the physical play of this game, it aged incredibly. But the idea of year 2000 WWF, the concept of that as a whole doesn't exist today. And it definitely didn't age well. Speaking of Steve, how do you feel knowing that this game is 22 years old? It actually makes me feel like a little sad to be frank. Like to like even like to me, right? I stopped watching wrestling probably at the beginning of the transition into the WWE, right? Which was shortly after this game came out. And it's like right. I still think of it as WWF. Like I default to No Mercy and knowing that that was 22 years ago is freaking bananas to me. Yeah, it's it's a bit depressing. It, it, for real. <laughs> And to see, honestly, too, like just compare the, the like those storylines were mimicked versions of what was really happening in that particular like thing, that WWF arena. And uh, yeah, totally how different a world we live in now. Yeah, man. Uh, some of the storylines were were just ridiculous. Like, uh, was it was it Val Venus who like got captured by the Yakuza? And yes. They, like, yes. Cut, they, like, cut his, his genitals off. off. His genitals, sorry, we're using the scientific term. This is a family program, Rob. <laughs> uh, I do mark every episode as explicit. Uh, even, you know, so I feel like some episodes aren't, but just in case, you know. You I, never I know when you're a little too risque, so you might as well be, be safe. <laughs> uh, were, were there any other modes of this game that, that you were a fan of? I, I personally love the cage match. So I don't know how often you did you play that one much? Uh, I tried playing one and I couldn't figure out how to shake the cage. And I, I played against someone and they just like climbed up the cage immediately left. <laughs> just immediately. And the, the match was over. And I was like, man, that's oh, man. Down. Once you start getting a feel for that game, you got to play that one a lot. That one's a ton of fun. I would say, like, my favorite, I love the Royal Rumble, right? The Royal Rumble's a lot of fun. But when you, I don't do it a ton because, admittedly, as much as I enjoy the game, that is a longer match where you're doing the same couple actions, right? And then I always would get wicked pissed off if I would be, like, the last five and some stupid thing happened and I got knocked out, you know? It was, that's, Royal Rumble mode's only fun when you can play with your friends. Like, when you're solo, it's not as good. But cage match yeah. and ladder match were my favorite, too, because I also, I also thought the ladder match was, like, the coolest. And I loved, like, the free freeze-frame video replay at the end when you win. Yeah, man. Ladder matches are so fucking cool. 
Hell yeah. And I, as an aside, a, a mode that doesn't exist in this particular uh, game, but it was a new concept at the time for the WWF, and so it just didn't make it in this particular game, but it was Hell in a Cell. How incredible would that concept have been in this game? It would have been nuts. Oh, yeah. So is the... How did how does the Hell in a Cell work again? So Hell in a Cell, like the original like concept of it was essentially like a cage match while also like having a cage above you, right? So like I, I forget if it's like TKO or pin, like I'm assuming it's like all regular like non-ring out rules, like in terms of the match. But that's the same match where like the historical like Undertaker throws mankind off the top and he like goes through the tables. Right. Dude, I remember watching that as a kid and and if you uh if you watch it again, you can <laughs> the best part is you watch it again and Undertaker uh goes for the choke slam, like he grabs Mick Foley's throat and you can just see him like the look on his face and like give like a little bit of a nod being like, like Undertaker's just like, I don't know, man. I don't know about this. Like a hundred percent. Vic Foley's just like, just do it, man. Just do it. <laughs> That's why that guy's a legend for real. Like no joke. Like Undertaker's also a legend, but like those two. And then he's like, he's like over, overshooting him because that's terrifying. The whole thing was absolutely bananas. You know what I'm talking about? Die. The announcer tables. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah. That was the just freaking the, the coolest. The fact that he was like so willing to risk his life to do something that would be so fucking legendary. My God. What's so nuts? That is something you will never, ever see on television again, ever. No pay-per-view. No, that will never happen again in our lifetime. And it, uh, admittedly, it was the free, one of the freaking coolest moments of all time. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't watch wrestling at all these days. I, I, I wonder. Neither uh, do I. What, well, we'll have to ask our, our buddy Alan, who maybe we'll have on the podcast someday. We, we got to ask him. Uh, if get a little guest appearance going. Yeah, we we gotta ask him if if wrestling has moments like that still. I mean, I imagine so. Like it's still going all these years later, and people still watch it. It's corporate or, I guess, though now. This like you know, they just fired yeah, right. Vince McMahon. Actually, I saw some big news article about it, and it's like, yeah, obviously this guy was inappropriate with employees. Right, right. How about we uh, get back on to the actual game itself, shall we? I guess, yeah. <laughs> I could yeah. actually talk wrestling with you all, 90s, like early 2000s wrestling with you all day, though, for sure. Yeah, m maybe we can have an episode that's dedicated just, strictly just to, to that. Like, 90s wrestling. Yeah, Dude, I would do it 100%. <laughs> all right, so getting back to it, our next category here is gameplay. Uh, Rob, why don't you lead us in there as well? Yeah, so I got to say, man, Speaking of the sheer variety within this game, there are so many characters you can play as. There are like 60 characters and like a dozen or so arenas that you can play. And all the wrestlers have different attributes and movesets that do a pretty good job at representing each individual character and the moves that they actually do in the ring. You can also create I think up to 18 wrestlers and you can buy and unlock hidden wrestlers, movesets, arenas, costumes. Like there's just so much content here. It's, it's uh, staggering. 
the unlockables in this game that like with this content is just awesome to me. Like talk about like, not just you're getting like different weapons. You can pick different move sets to me are the craziest because there is a, uh, that create mode, like you can create your own character. And I have, I was playing off my childhood version of this game and I was, I was playing off tons of different created characters and it's, it's so cool. Um, to how individualized you can make it for yourself and give yourself so much variety to choose from. Cause there's tons of movesets that the regular characters don't even use. So you can apply them to these created characters, which is great to see. Yeah. What was, uh, what was the name of that created character that you were telling me about Steve? Yeah, exactly. So I had one created character, uh, uh remind you, this game came out when we were te- when we were 10 years old. Uh, it was right. smelly man. So I literally, <laughs> When I first turned this game on, I, it's been decades since this thing's been dusted off, and uh, I turn it on, and it's like I go to championship mode, and I was like, okay, I'm going to start a fresh one, and I'm like, why the hell does it say Smelly Man? And I look into it, I found <laughs> I created a character and named him that. That's how creative 10-year-old me was. Yeah, uh, so I didn't play this game very much growing up, but I played some of the PlayStation ones. The uh, I think they're called SmackDown, and... I had a creative, a created character that I made in every one of those games and as a kid, and his name is Dr. Dink. So <laughs> it goes to show you what uh, the quality of our, our young minds. I, you see old stuff like that from yourself, and it's like, who are you? <laughs> what, what was pretty sweet, speaking of how, you know, you still had all your childhood stuff on there. Uh, I actually that bought this game. Cool. With, right. Yeah, this is one of the um, the few games for the N64 where the game actually saves to the cartridge itself, which was something really popular in the Super Nintendo era, but it is it was kind of considered obsolete by the time that we got to the N64, where most games either save to the controller pack or to the console itself. Uh, but I so I bought this game a, a year ago, and because the it saved to the game itself, whoever owned the game before me had unlocked like everything. So I had like every character awesome. and all all of the uh, arenas and everything like that. So that was pretty sweet. Saved me a lot of time. See, though, I would say this. So I, you know, what's so crazy? I've had this beaten for so many years, right? That like I, I literally was sitting there. I was like, I can't delete this like i would love what's crazy is i picked this game up this is like the first game we've played that i also played a lot as a kid where i'm as good as i was like from when we were kids and uh i would freaking love to play this from scratch but i just don't have the heart it's made it 22 years i can't delete it now right now nah, dude you got to keep that man that's going to be in a museum someday for real right my with my shameful character created names I have some, I have some of my brother's created. It's funny. This is one of those games him and I played like constantly. And I have some of his yeah. weren't too, uh, his weren't less embarrassing. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> that's, that's not surprising. All right, Rob. So what is another level, uh, another element of gameplay that you'd like to discuss? How about we get into the controls? Yeah, I think that's a great idea. Um, I, I think they, they really hold up extremely well. Um, I didn't play this game growing up, so I will say that they weren't really intuitive to someone coming in cold. You play and, uh, you know, you can button mash, but that's not a lot of fun. So 
I ended up going on GameFAQs and they have a lot of really good guides on all of the all the different actions that you can take and all the different moves for each character. Because you have like a a weak attack, a strong striking attack, you have weak and strong grapple. You can grapple someone from the ground, flip them over, drag them all over the place, you know, smash their face off a turnbuckle, jump off a turnbuckle, taunt at people, finishing moves. It, there's just like so much stuff it's, it, that, that you can do. It's, it's really a, a huge evolution as far as I'm concerned in terms of games, uh, specifically wrestling video games. And, uh, you know, it, it definitely took a lot of studying on game facts to learn how to play. I have I have to say honestly I I think the controls for this game are just so fluid right like it, it, they make such a creative smart use of the C pad like the the design of the N sixty four C pad they the flow of all the actions you take in the game makes so much sense in terms of which C button does what like left C gets your weapons from the audience down C runs like they make it fluid so like it's easy to be quick at certain actions like as you play more so or even doing certain and move combinations, you know? Um, I thought it was designed excellent. It was great that you used the D-pad as your main... Because the thing is, right, one of the problems some of these early N64 games had was that the joystick itself was weak and they would break, right? Like, if you anyone who ever played Mario Party 1 knows that, like, if you own Mario Party 1, certain games just broke the joystick on the N64. So this game right. came out a little bit after that, and I think they were very aware that in order to avoid an issue like that designing it on the d-pad was a very smart choice and using the actual control stick for your special move real creative use to uh trigger a special i think yeah that's an that's an interesting defense for the for the d-pad on any game uh i i gotta say so i use a third-party controller that's shaped Big more mistake. like well so i was gonna say the the third party controller is set up more like a standard, you know, like any Xbox controller. And the, the, it actually, to me, made it better because if you play on an N64 controller, and I didn't play this one on the standard controller at all, but I imagine, you know, you're, you're, you have your left hand on the D pad and your right hand is hovering around, you know, A, B, and C buttons. But to do, uh, to, to, to do a taunt, or to use the the analog stick was that not kind of annoying to have to like reach over like that to I never it? felt it was because honestly it's so easy because all you got to do is really tap it lightly, right? Like, like you know, you know, you have to hit like a, spe a specific direction or hit on it that hard. So, like, I'm fairly mm -hmm. quick with it, and I think I would just like I tap it with my thumb fairly easily. And sometimes too, right? Like, let's say you're using it for a special and not necessarily a taunt. When you're grappling right. somebody with A, you have enough time. In, within that grapple to move your hand if you wanted to, like your entire hand onto the main main central stick of the uh, N64. Right. And it doesn't really disrupt the gameplay, you know? Yeah, that makes sense. Speaking of the grapple, I gotta say, I feel like that's probably the most broken part of the gameplay. Which which one, the strong grapple or the light grapple or all of it? Oh, sorry, not the, not the grapple, the, the taunts. Oh, yes, the yeah. Taunts, the taunts are the most broken me because you can just like throw someone out the ring and just taunt, you know, constantly. And it just beefs up your special meter um, really quick. And I don't know. I, I felt like the taunts gave you like too much. See, 
I don't necessarily, I don't necessarily, um, have a problem with that, right? Like I think part of it is right. You're playing computer mode. So like the computer doesn't necessarily chase after you. So it lets you beat it up. You play this with actual real live players. My, like for, like, I think back when I was a kid, like I didn't get to play this round really with anyone on this one, but like when I was a kid, right, there was no way I'd let my brother stand for more than like half a taunt. If he went outside the ring, I'd count my ass out if I had to. That's funny. Yeah, for I guess for me and my experience playing with computers, like you could knock them down and just taunt a bunch to to get that special meter up. And for those who don't know, um, your special meter is kind of your gauge of how well you're doing in the fight. If you're getting hit a lot, then your special meter will go down. And if you're doing a lot of damage to your opponent, it goes up. And if it goes all the way up, then you can taunt to get the uh, ability to do a special move. And if it goes all the way down, you go into like this danger mode where basically, you know, if you get pinned, you're very likely to, to lose the match. And by doing the taunt, it does increase your, your, that meter, um, which allows you to get to that special a little bit quicker. Sometimes too, when you're in danger mode, one of the options that you can get with this game that I've always liked was the TKO mode. So the technical knockout mode. So if you get somebody right. into a danger mode, you have a chance of getting that to occur as well, which is nice. Right. Um, I think Steven, that covers it for gameplay for me. Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? No, no, that's great. Honestly, controls was something I definitely thought was a, a, a big part of the gameplay itself. So I'm glad we discussed that. That was my big point. So let's, uh, let's get into difficulty next. Rob, did you like the difficulty level of this game or was it, was it too hard, too easy or, or just right? I think it was just right. The, the game, I'd say any game that offers, I think there are five different difficulty levels and any game that offers that level of um, kind of customizability is that the word for definitely <laughs> for your difficulty um you know it's it's gonna get a five out of five in my book because uh you know you can really tailor the game to your skill level so you know i started off on on easy just to get used to the game and it really is is really reasonable um uh, for someone who is kind of just getting into it and especially i'll say that there are so many actions that you can take and we we talked about this earlier in the gameplay section the game can be really overwhelming and therefore difficult at first but once you learn how to you know once you if you're in the right difficulty mode and you kind of learn how the game works and all of the different controls and what you can do um i found myself winning matches pretty quickly after i was able to kind of spend some time with the game I think that's, and you're right, like the fact that they let you adjust that and, and they have so many options of difficulty, you're, you're totally right. It allows you to pick your own speed, so to speak, as, as you get used to the game, which is nice. Like rather than like being led into this for like a couple levels, you know? Right. I, I, I think, I think the difficulty in this one is very fair. Um, and it does, I think, uh, again, part of why I think this game is so good is because it had at this uh, change in difficulty allows for more uh, replayability alone. Absolutely. As you, as you play more and get better, you have the option to increase the difficulty and just get better and better that way. And the game does a really good job at making it really fun to get good and get better at this game because it really is just like 
so well executed. A hundred percent agree. I, I have one more thing that I wanted to bring up, and it's not really a negative per se, but it was something I noticed when I when I was playing. Speaking of the difficulty, it can be really hard to catch up after you've fallen behind in this game. And the reason is um, your special meter fills up as you hurt someone or get hurt. And if someone is kind of kicking your ass and your special meter is really low and theirs is high, um, they become more likely to do reversal moves on you. You know, the the higher that your meter is, the more likely you are to reverse somebody. And when you fall behind and you're trying to like grapple somebody or strike somebody and they reverse it like every other time and then just do another move on you and then there's, you know, their meter continues to increase and yours continues to fall. It becomes like super hard to catch up after uh, you've fallen behind. You know, I, I, I do. I definitely agree with you, but I kind of like it a little bit because it's like almost like real wrestling. Right. And like how but or not. I mean, technically it's fake, I guess, but it's like wrestling, right? It's a momentum thing. It's like as they get going, they build, they build, they go. They do like eight moves in a row. So it kind of has that type of almost realistic vibe for me. And I kind of dig it. Ooh, that's a good point, Stephen. Um, it kind of represents the momentum, you know, because exactly you, it's a momentum thing. When you're carrying that momentum, you know, of course, you're going to be kind of more slick than the other guy. So I guess that makes sense. I like that. All right, Rob, how about uh, we get into visual presentation next? You want to kick us? uh, How about I kick us off this time? Sure. So I would say this for the time. I think the video, the visuals in this particular game were good, but it is your quintessential fairly heavy polygonal N64 game. I do think it's pretty unavoidable. Um, I do think they chose to leave this game very plain in terms of the visuals as a whole. Um, I think they do a good job of lightly representing the year 2000 pay-per-view locations like in real life in terms of the matches. Because I think like, like for example, right, like one of the stages is the Royal Rumble level. And that and I remember this like specifically because my family used to go to any like my brothers and cousins. They'd go to every single wrestling event that came into Boston or Worcester at the time. And uh, they would go to like the Royal Rumble. They had a Royal Rumble in uh, Austin. It was like the taxi cab one. And I think that's the same one represented in this game. So they do a good job of like those sort of things. But it's 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 pretty bare bones. So I, I think it's middle of the road at best. And, and in today's day and age, it didn't age amazing. I think they spent more time in the customizability of the game instead. Yeah, they tried their best. The, the wrestler models look decent, but they're really blocky. And if there's anything that has not aged well visually, it's the faces. Very like, bad. Oh, oh my lord. Before each match, it shows the two characters, you know, right next to each other. And it shows their facial expressions. And these facial disp- expressions on display, like, some of them are hilarious. And other, th- other ones looks like something out of a nightmare. Like, seriously, man, they're so messed up looking. You want to know what it reminds me of? It's almost like this, like, stamp-esque, like, picture picture of the face, right? Like, have you seen, I can't remember what it's called, but it's, like, this famous artist that does the Andre the Giant painting thing, like, in, in that, like, that 
two-tone color or whatever it is and uh obey no. i think it is that, that, that that's the like, oh yeah you yeah, know yeah, what i'm yeah. talking about it's like yep, they yep. took like it's like the, that obey like design is based off of the no mercy faces that got super squished and like pushed on a stamp on a polygon yeah i feel like there were other games you could do stuff maybe it was like the original Animal Crossing or something. There there were games out there where you could do basically just that, where you like yeah. stamp something on a polygon. And that really is what that's essentially what this like. is. And and it's like, and part of why I feel that way, I'm telling you, I, I have the Andre the Giant unlocked character. He literally looks like the obey sign just stamped on a polygon. That's funny. All right. I think that's honestly like it just it, it does. It does have your classic Nintendo 64 feel for sure in terms of visuals. Other than that, I don't think there's a whole hell of a lot to say. Well, yeah. So in, in terms of the animations, like the animations were actually pretty good. Like visually, they held up pretty well. It's just it was really just like some of the taunts and more advanced movements. But when you're wrestling and you grapple someone and you do a suplex like that looked good. It's when you like did you're Steve Austin and you like did his taunt where he like fell on the ground and was like flipping you off aggressively. It's yes. Like, stuff like that. Or the or entries you, like they do. Yeah. That, yes. They do your entryway. Right. And as you come up, you can really see how bad it is. But one yeah. thing I will say to like, I just want to speak to the entryway thing for in general. I do think it's pretty cool that they are able to actually use their entryways at the time and make it fairly close to what they used to do. Like they even like, for example, like I played Kane a lot on uh, my playthrough recently and they even like back in the day, he would actually have like a video montage and they actually showed clips of the video montage on N64, which was pretty cool. Yeah. I thought that was, it was very adventurous of them and they pulled it off decently for the time, especially for a cartridge game. You know, if you're, if you're playing a disc game, you can get away with that stuff a little bit better, I think. But I got to say, man, it's aged like milk. <laughs> That's a pretty fair representation, I'd say, visually. Yeah. <laughs> All right. With that, I think it's time to get into sound. Uh, how'd you feel about sound? Uh, I'd say the soundtrack itself which there isn't really much to the soundtrack, uh, fits the wrestling vibe well enough, nothing really memorable or spectacular. Uh, they do try to replicate the wrestlers' theme songs, with which they actually pull off relatively well, they considering do. the weak, the weaknesses of cartridge games in this regard. They, they actually do pull it off decently. That's what I, I, I agree. Like, the, 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 the songs in the entryway elements were impressive considering it was a cartridge game and held up pretty well. Sounds good. Like, and it, and it matches every, every sound, you know, if you watch wrestling in that era, like, you know, you hear the songs, like for example, like with like the Rikishi and um, the two cool group, like that song is like embedded in my brain and it took you back when you hear it. Yeah. And, and all of the like actual wrestling sounds are also pretty faithful. Like, uh, you know, like the crowd cheering bodies hitting the canvas. Uh, bells ringing and like just smacking a dude and the announcer too yeah yeah it's all that stuff was done surprisingly well yeah i i i think it's not overwhelmingly memorable but i think it's accurate like an accurate representation of wrestling exactly yeah that's well put and uh our last quarter category today is going to be modern day appeal um how do you feel this holds up rob well 
I got to say there, there's definitely a reason that this game still has a cult following today. Like there's still people who play this game today and there are tons of mods out to add the new characters and all, all sorts of things like that. So, you know, there, there's a reason that people are, are still playing it. There's so many, you know, actions that you can take with your character. The controls are really smooth. Uh, tons of game modes, unlockable content, so much replay value. Uh, the game can be a little bit difficult to get used to at first, but you can tailor the difficulty to your skill level. And as we just mentioned, you know, the visuals and sound didn't age as well, but this isn't a deal breaker in the slightest. So I'd say in terms of terms of modern day appeal, this, this game scores high for me. I completely agree. I think in the areas of the game where it's most important, they knocked it out of the park and they knocked it out of the park in a way that it holds up today. Um, its customizability is on par and not and if not better than games you see today. Um, yeah, the visuals weren't great, but I don't think that really matters when you're actually playing the game. Um, so for me, I think I, I honestly, there's been a few games we played so far where after we've done this, that I still want to continue to like put some more time into. And this is one of those games. And uh, so, Rob, wh- what did you give this for an overall score today? I gave this game a 4.0 that's that's excellent man um i myself gave this a 4.3 this is definitely one of my highest rated games to date and it really fits in line with how i felt about it then and how i feel about it now and uh thought it was absolutely wonderful i agree steven the next time we get together man we gotta we gotta have ourselves a one-on-one i agree i think this is the perfect game i would i would next time we get together we should we should crush some of this yeah dude let's do it And so our overall score today for the N64U podcast is a 4.2. And with that, we've reached the end of another episode of the N64U podcast. If you enjoyed the show, please like us on Facebook via our N64U, a retro gaming podcast page, or follow us on Instagram for all our latest updates and announcements. And don't forget to subscribe and rate slash review us on your favorite podcasting app, which will keep you up to date on our latest episodes and help us reach more lovely people such as yourself. And if you have any questions or comments about wrestling, please shoot us an email at n64upodcast at gmail.com and we'll read it out on the show. This is Rob and Steve signing off from your, your home for all things N64 here at the N64U Podcast. Thanks for listening. Yes, yes, his genitals.